0: the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk about the Kingdom of God. we got two hours to fill here. Uh, there is an actual call-in number that you can call in, I believe, uh, if you have a question. There's a chat room that you can get into and ask a question. I believe that will be monitored by our co-host, and uh, he'll let us know what you um uh, Want to ask or what you want us to talk about? Uh, it's at www.far.com. That's uh, yeah, www.far.com/farm/chat. And if you go to libertyradiolive.com, you can find that chat room there at that station just by panning down. The telephone number, which I don't have in front of me, I don't think. I'm looking here for
1: it. <laughs> I haven't
2: memorized that yet.
0: Yeah, I haven't memorized that. i memorized everything else, but I haven't
2: memorized that. What What is the number, Paul? 414-395. Oh, they're printing it in the chat room. That's nice. 2442. That's 414-395-2442. Okay.
0: So you can call in with a question try to stump the chumps <laughs> <laughs> and see if we can't answer some of your questions. Uh, I had a topic, and we've done a show already on remembrance, and I had those notes already going, and I realized I've probably done that show. I can't be doing that again, <laughs> but there's quite a few places in the Old and New Testaments where they talk about doing things in remembrance. Uh, you know, does Christ want a card on his birthday? Is that what remembrance is about? Uh, really, what it is is that we are to have God and Christ and the Holy Spirit come into our minds. This is the prophecy is that God will write his laws upon our hearts and upon our minds. He's not going to write them on the Pope's heart and mind, and then the Pope's going to send you down a letter, and then you'll know what to do. He's going to write them directly on your heart and your mind. And this is the kingdom of God. This is the church. This is what uh, we are all supposed to be experiencing, is this personal divine revelation of God. Now, of course, a lot of people are fooling themselves into what they think the divine revelation of God is, and they have invented God, They have uh, created an image of God in their own minds. They may not have made the stone idol yet, but uh, in essence they are creators of God because they create the image of God in their own mind. And then they worship that image. They haven't yet made it with their hands, but making things with their hands is not the totality of what that Hebrew phrase is talking about. When it's talking about making an image. It means private interpretation as to what you believe God is, not based upon divine revelation. It's private. It's you. It's you inventing God. It's you inventing his doctrines, his teachings. It's you inventing his religion, his church. But it's not his church. It's your church because you invented it. Now, I could be doing the same thing, but, you know, I, I tell people where I get things. You know, I, I saw the kingdom. I see how it works. I see, you know, this character of God. I, I'm being, you know, it's an infinite character, so you're constantly learning more all the time. Uh, but I, I said, you know, nobody's gonna believe me, Lord, if I put this down on paper and describe what the kingdom looks like and uh, and put it into books. Nobody's going to believe what I say. So he, he, he shows me how this is already said. This is already described. It's in the biblical text. And I read a lot of the Apocryphas, the books that were not included by Eusebius in the Bible. And Eusebius is the one who accumulated the books of the Bible. I mean, there was the Torah uh, before, uh, but there are books in the Old Testament that were not necessarily accepted by everybody, and there are other books that were accepted by many that are not in the Torah, uh, in the in the Old Testament. But uh, the basic books are there. But the New Testament, there were many writings of the time: Gospel of Philip, Gospel of Thomas, uh, just a whole list of uh, what they call apocrypha, extra books outside of the Gospels. And they were simply excluded by Eusebius, who was hired by Constantine, who I don't believe Constantine was ever a Christian. He was never, there was no evidence in his life that he was following Christ. And he was never, never baptized. He just put it off. He didn't think it was important. And, uh, until there's a question that he was baptized on his deathbed, but a number of people have inferred that he was already dead when they got around to baptizing him. The point is he was clearly an opportunist and did not understand Christianity. He was murdering people all of his life, murdered his partners, his partner's family, uh, murdered whole villages, 10,000 people out of shock, simply because they disagreed with him. He was a totalitarian dictator that uh, probably put Cain and Lamech to shame uh, for his brutality. Uh, That is the character of Constantine, and he hired Eusebius, and Eusebius put the Bible together, and that's what we have today. Now, I'm fine with the Bible, because I believe that everything that we need to know is in the Bible about the teachings of God and the teachings of Christ. Except for the fact that reading the Bible daily, every day, for the rest of your life, does not write God's laws upon your heart and your mind. It's you studying from the outside. It's flesh and blood, reading, calculating, and, and concluding what the book is really saying. And that, your ability alone isn't enough. That is eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You must eat of the tree of life, and that is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will divinely guide you into the meanings. It should conform to what is said. And that's what, you know, when I write these books, I show you that it does conform to what it says, because look, it says this here. It says that, you know, all the material I've read, written about the Bible, I think I am the person who quotes the quotes you never hear from the most. (laughs) I mean, you can read whole books about the kingdom of God and they never quote that you are not to be like the rulers of the Gentiles who call themselves benefactors who exercise authority one over the other. That is a directive from the king to his ministers. Yet, That is how most churches operate today. They exercise authority. They exercise authority over what you're allowed to think, what you're allowed to say. They are heavily immersed in private interpretation. And that's not a good thing. That is a bad thing. Now, each of you needs to look at the Bible and decide in your heart and in your mind what it's really saying. And you should be able to discuss that amongst yourselves, because that's iron sharpening iron. And I use the demonstration of iron and sharpening iron in modern churches. And I hold my arms about four feet apart, and I swing them as if I'm, you know, taking two knives together and sharpening them. Uh, it's much quieter that way. You don't get any disturbance, no argument, because you don't actually touch iron to iron. <laughs> The reality is is that in a healthy church, there should be lots of discussion. There should be some conflict. There should be some rebuking. There should be some challenging one another. Because, I mean, that's the way you get to know what you believe and what your neighbor believes and what they're really thinking. And, and if you are already practicing the basics which is to forgive, that you may be forgiven, that arguing isn't going to tear you apart. One of the greatest problems with the modern church is that the ministers are all ear ticklers, very protective of their congregations in the sense that it's their congregation. Yeah, They they don't want any outsiders coming in and meddling with their congregation because they're afraid that they might be pulled away from what? From Christ? That's the excuse, but really it's from them. Because they have turned their congregation into loaves of bread for themselves. For profit. For gain. And sometimes that profit and gain is simply emotional profit and gain. That they want the adoration that they want to be on the pedestal as the pastor and haven't really come to serve but to serve up their congregation. And this is, this is predominant, and people love it because they love that feeling of camaraderie and purpose and all these things. But it's not really Christ's purpose. Because if it was, if these preachers and ministers and priests and rabbis uh, were really doing the will of God the world would be free and the people would not be back in the bondage of Egypt. It just simply would not have taken place. But they have all rejected God. You go back to Saul. When they wanted to elect a leader who could exercise authority, it was called a rejection of God. We do it every four years in the United States and we think that that's what we're supposed to do because We even have churches telling you to go out and elect it. Another Saul. I like this Saul. I like that Saul. I like this Paul. I like that Paul. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you not to go do those things, but I'm going to tell you what doing those things is. What doing those things is, is rejecting God. Because the Bible tells you that the election of Saul was a rejection of God. It tells you that. Christ doesn't contradict that. Christ didn't say, go pray to Saul, and he will give you what you need. He said, pray to our Father who art in heaven. And when you apply to governments for benefits from everything from public school on, you are praying to those governments to those men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority one over the other. You're doing the absolute opposite of the doctrines of Christ. And you can tell me till the cows come home that you have accepted the blood of Jesus Christ, but it is a lie because you do not have the soul of Christ in you. You think it's okay to covet your neighbor's goods to the agency of governments you create for yourselves and the gods which you serve which are the judges of those governments the lawmakers of those governments you have rejected God and now they make their instruments of war they take their sons and daughters to run before their chariots and you're complaining it's your fault so what do you do? repent turn around Start seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, on Blog Talk just before the show, which is our little warm-up, we talked about Lord of hosts. If you want to be of the hosts of God, you have to start doing what God said. And it's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Christ said it. And you need to find a church that actually tells you what Christ said. And the doctrines of that church are the doctrines of Jesus Christ. Because if that church was established by Christ and it is his church, then its doctrines will be exactly what Christ said. And will not be coating and painting and chiseling away at what Christ said so that they can tell you what they say. His doctrines are. He was clear enough. You don't need any other doctrines official dockets, he is telling you how to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what he's telling you. And now we can talk about that. And we can bring our own private interpretation and lay it on the table. This is what I think this means. And somebody else says, this is what I think this means. And this is iron sharpening iron. Because some of you are going to be wrong. And somebody's going to be right. And you lay this out to find out who is right and who is wrong. Not to prove yourself right, but because you all are seeking righteousness and are willing to take your hard knocks when you come up with an idea or an interpretation of what Christ said that is incorrect. And it astounds me how many people that think that you are saved by belief alone, and and to some degree that's true from one point of view. It's a question of mental gymnastics. Yes, by faith alone you are saved. But do you really have faith, or are you just repeating like the cowardly lion, I do believe, I do believe, I do believe? Because if you really believe, it is a conviction in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. Then your actions will manifest a particular fruit, and it will be the fruit of liberty under God. But that is not what modern churches have produced. They have produced again the bondage of Egypt. So their belief is false. It's a lie. What they believe in is an image of God that is not true. An image of God that allows you to covet your neighbor's goods, to the agency of government. It is an image of God that allows you to murder people by the thousands, by the millions, even. And it's okay because it was done through the government that God created. But God didn't create the government of the world. You did. He allowed you to do that. But you created it. And you created it by making covenants with them and with their gods, and by praying to them and giving them power by your application. And you need to repent of that. In order to repent of that, it doesn't mean not pay your taxes. It means start looking in another direction for your benefits. And you look to God, and men of God, and men who seek God. And you create a brotherhood by helping one another. And you cannot do that unless you congregate together. So we're back to that idea of congregations. Congreg- There's only one church, but there are many congregations. And those congregates, congregations congregate with each other. And the form that we see most often throughout history is tens, hundreds, and thousands. Or in the case of the Apostles, 12s, what is it, 144s and 144,000. You know, the pattern is basic. But it is repeated over and over again. But that isn't what we see the Churches doing today. You see Lutherans over here, Methodists over here, Baptists over here, Catholics over here, Jehovah Witnesses over here, and then the Jews over there, and the Messianic Jews over here. It's not that you're dividing, you're trimming the corners of your beard, you're lengthening your fringe. My fringe is longer than your fringe, so our church is better than your church. These are symbolic concepts. We do it every day. Trimming the corner of your beard. Our group, you know, we're Baptists. Oh, we're First Baptists. Oh, we're, I guess, the other guys are Second Baptists. I don't know what that was. they did. <laughs> the point is, is that you're dividing one another up. When you do that, you're creating an image of God's church, the body of Christ. And you're worshiping that image. You know, we're of this sanat, and we're of that sanat, and you can't have communion at our church because our synod is better than your synod. That's not Christ. Christ sat with saints and sinners in hopes that they might be saved. Should we do any less, we need to understand that God created a government and the foundation of that government is family and the bonds of that government are love and Cain created a government and the foundation of his government was himself, his tower, his family and all other families were to bow down and serve that family and he created a ruling elite because you weren't competent. You, he, he, he plowed and taxed you and compelled you. He was providing for the people, just like social welfare systems of the world today provide for the needy. If your church is not working for the day in which they can provide for the needy of their congregation without going to the men who call themselves benefactors, then your church is not repentant or following the ways of Christ. If your church is focusing on, do you got the right doctrine memorized instead of being doers of the word? Then your church is an apostasy. Yesterday we, we hiked uh, quite a few miles over. With, I hiked with a 70-some-year-old man <laughs> up to the top of uh, the Butte overlooking the church property. And we uh, found a number of sites. I was taking GPS readings, see what we could get away with and what we can't get away with, uh, where the boundaries are because it's a large church property. And we want to start promoting the burning bush festival which is going to be our fall festival and a lot of other festivals we want to create a facility there where we can provide for hundreds even thousands of people to come and seek the kingdom and iron sharpens iron and we're looking for people who want to come and play music we're looking for people who want to come and share skills we're looking for people who want to put on presentations Uh, about health, about homeschooling, about whatever. And we will help you set up booths. If you don't bring your own materials, we'll try to provide as many as we can so that you can make presentations. We will give you tours of a local trout farm. We will give you tours of how to raise sheep on the desert and and, uh, dairy and all these kinds of things. But it's going to take a lot of people working very hard to make that happen is going to take your contributions to make that happen. And we're going to need your assistance to make that happen because we serve the Lord of hosts. I'm not your hostess. I'm one of the hosts. (laughs) You have to play your part in what we are seeking to do. I know a lot of you have families and and responsibilities where you're at and we're very remote but we're going to make this as big an event as we can and bring in as many people as we can invite homeschoolers and everything and we need as many trained people to put on you know an hour three hour a one whole day or maybe you can stretch it over several days uh, demonstrations obviously more people will be here on the weekends and so you need to have a demonstration and then say, oh, okay, and we, for the rest of the week we will be doing a course on how to do this, that, or the other thing. What can you share with us? And this is what Feast of Tabernacles really was. It was a sharing. So anyway, during the break, write in your questions on the chat line. We'll give that number again, and you can try to call in. And uh, tell me what you want to see, or what you want to hear, what questions you want to ask, and how you want to challenge us, and we'll see if iron can't really Mm sharpen.
3: Fight the fight. We are here to equip you. Because you love the truth, com. The program you are listening to is 100% sponsored by you, the listener, on this First Amendment rights media channel. You will notice that there are few commercials on this radio network. There's a good reason for that. If you believe in any of these, we ask you to support them as you would a missionary on a continual basis, as if giving a tithe for missionary radio. These programs are not commercially viable and must be supported by those faithful to the cause of truth. Look for the button to sponsor your favorite programs at our listen and schedule pages on the Internet. Then, when you subscribe, we will send you the last quarterly MP3 CD of that program immediately and continue to do so with each new quarter. We will also give you unlimited archive access to all of our programs. We're asking you to give much less than a tithe so that you may also send support directly to a particular program host, cause, and anywhere else the Spirit may lead you. Do all to the glory of our God and Creator, for His holy nation, the only kingdom that will last forever. Thank you for listening.
4: Now listen to me. The Bible says, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church. The whore that rides the beast. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth Will make them free. They will watch the DVD. Government Takeover of the Church. Who will tell them if not you?
3: Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. Now listen to me.
0: of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to continue to talk about the Kingdom of God. Uh, We're going to have a program this afternoon, uh, about 3 o'clock, that's going to talk about the law, and uh, it'll be a three-hour program, but I'll only be there for the first hour, and then somebody else will take over. I've got other things that we have to do uh, and attend to. Three and a half hours on the radio a day is enough for anybody, (laughs) but I guess there are other guys that do it. But they get paid. <laughs> we don't get paid. Uh, so we have to do other things today, even though it is Sabbath. There's an emergency that's coming up, or just something that has to be attended to. Um, anyway, we're talking about uh, the kingdom. Did you have something coming up there, Paul? That
2: room's got a couple questions, if you're good for them. Yep. All right. First one is a uh, brother Gregory. According to Jeremiah sixteen twenty one, Elohim has a name YHWH. Would you please give your perspective on this verse? Thank you.
0: Okay. Which which was the verse again?
2: Uh, it's Jeremiah sixteen twenty one. I have it here if you need it.
0: Uh, I can I can pull it up here pretty yeah. quick. Uh, but uh, I'm almost imagining which one that is. Uh, Jeremiah. Sixteen twenty-one. 21. Yeah. 16 and 21. i got to give everybody else a chance to find it, too. <laughs> uh, anyway, therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know mine hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord and and the King James, and, of course, that is the uh, Yarevahe tetrahedron that people are looking for. They tell you right there, cause them to know. I will cause them to know mine hand and my might. They shall know my name. The the critical uh, word there is not Yarevahe. It is the word "Shem," which is translated "name" some eight hundred times in renown and fame and famous and named, and it's coupled with other words and idioms and comes up all sorts of things. But basically, what the name is, and of course, you know, we have uh, Shem being named. I don't believe that Shem's name was Shem. I believe that it, that. Shem was a title and uh, uh, that uh, you know the, the word Shem actually comes from uh, uh, Shem Vav Mim which has to do with uh, put make set lay appoint give uh, you know it's actually translated about 25 different ways uh, ordained even um, that a name, and this is what I was talking about with uh, Indian names, etc. uh is that they, uh, I think that was in the show, that wasn't in the blog talk, I think. <laughs> anyway, is that these names are descriptive, and if you look at the Yarevahe, they often define that as meaning uh, the existing one. And it's not a name to identify. And you know, we go, what's in a name? That article. You can go to thesaurus. dot org, and we have a big long article showing you that you cannot name God. Who named him? His father? Uh, you know, uh, his master? Uh, we were given dominion over the animals, so we get to name them. We have dominion over our children, so we get to name them. Although. They're actually named by the state more often than not. We get to pick which name, but they're the ones who actually make that a name attached. Uh, the reality is, is that God has no name, but he does have an identity. And one of the critical things in his identity is that he is the existing one. And it's not our job to create him in our minds, but to actually determine and know who he is correctly. Correctly. And that knowing, you see, I will cause them to know mine hand, cause them to know him. And not simply conjure up an image because we have intellectually studied it. You know, one of the phrases in the Bible that we often hear quoted, and I even quote it occasionally myself, uh, but uh, study to show thyself approved. The word there, study, isn't study. It's not translated study anywhere else. It doesn't mean study. It means be diligent. Be diligent to show thyself approved. Diligent in what? In being the hand of the Lord. That's what we are. We are the hands of the Lord here. Our hands should be raised to him. That doesn't mean waving them over your head at church. That means actually doing the will of the Father. Be doers of the will. I can't... Imagine any doctrine repeated more often by Christ, direct statements, repeated by Christ. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Not those who say, Lord, Lord, Yahweh, 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 but those who doeth the will of the Father. That's the ones. And that's, uh, therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know I will cause them to know my hand and my might and you will have the hand and might of God in what you do if you know him and you don't know him because somebody gave you a spelling in Hebrew of words that are symbolic of who he is because he doesn't have a name because his daddy didn't name him because he has no daddy because he's the existing one and, you know, so that's my take on that. We are trying to name God as if we have authority over Him. He is the existing one. He is who He is. I am that I am. I don't need a name. But you need to know who I am, but who I am is not my name. And we go to this in, in articles and articles, and I think if you if you go to hisoldychurch.org, and uh, type in uh, slash outline should take you to our outline PHP page and down there under name just do a search for name which is C-P-R-L-F and then you get a little box open up and look for name and there's, there's recordings there there's articles there and it will explain this over and over again I think it's very important that you don't have the power to name God that Yadvaje is not his name, but it is the description of who he is, which is the existing one and they like to define it as if it's the proper name of Christ. Is it on his birth certificate? <laughs> you know uh we have to take uh our brains out of the context of our our worldly perception of things and realize that god's perception is far greater. Than our perception, and that is, you know, and there's several quotes in the Bible where his name is. Uh, Paul probably knows where this is because I know we've gone to this before. Uh, uh, the name is. They have about five or six different descriptions.
2: Uh, Isaiah.
0: Yeah, and Isaiah, I was trying to think of what the numbers were but uh, anyway uh, it specifically uses the word Shem there and it names about 20 different uh, 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 no not 20 that's an exaggeration 5 or 10 or something like that different uh, uh, I see name is Holy I can't remember where it is
2: Wonderful counselor
0: Yeah wonderful counselor That's what I should look up (laughs) Instead of looking up name I mean it's mentioned All over the uh, place Um, But uh, Are those all his name too Uh, Anyway uh, So I don't know If that answers You said there was A couple of questions
1: Yeah
2: there's more there's a comment in there um, about the the Burning Bush retreat. Okay. How that homeschoolers and others having trouble with math might appreciate a math teacher being there.
0: <clears> that <Yeah, it> might? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have a math teacher volunteering?
2: <laughs> we got a couple of them, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, I uh, was talking to somebody last night, and I was pointing out a teacher of mine once said that... Uh, you don't know much until you can put everything you know down on a three by five card, and of course that always gets everybody's attention. What What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, you get to write down mathematics, physics. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't just know that you know a couple of formulas. You know math, period. Uh, you know algebra, period. <laughs> now you know something. You don't just know bits and pieces you know, whole subject matters. So uh, anyway, that's the... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm finding an interesting thing when I'm looking in Isaiah here at uh, how often those words are found together, wonderful and counselor. But uh, name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, And they're specifically using the word, His name shall be called. Very clear in the Hebrew that that's what they're putting there. The problem, again, is that we don't know the meaning of the word name. We are thinking the word name in the context of identity cards and birth certificates and something that goes on you at birth and stays on you forever. But name identifies who you are. And that's what he was the existing one, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, Uh, uh, the wonderful. And actually, they got a comma here between wonderful and counselor, which probably is not in the original text. Uh, Because I see how counselor and wonderful are found in numerous other places in the Bible, or at least the same two words. counselors from yad yet uh, I think it is, but uh, anyway uh so yeah, so so who's the math teacher who's volunteering to come? see one of the things that we have to do for the burning bush festival, which is uh, simply our fall festival, is uh to uh, uh, get people who are committed to coming uh musicians uh teachers uh skill providers and uh start you know, saying that they're coming so that we can promote and prepare uh, and schedule the events that they will be uh, participating in and the services they will be providing. Uh, when are we going to have the big barbecue? We actually talked about having a large fish fry. Uh, we might be able to get a large number of uh, locally raised trout. We may even be able to start raising those trout on the property itself and uh, that's one of our part of our proposal which the the contact ministers have seen. If you don't have a contact minister he can't tell you about it because you haven't picked a contact minister who can report back to you. (laughs) So You need to join the network to find out all the things that are going on because we're not going to tell you everything (laughs) on the radio. We're not going to tell you everything in emails. you actually got to get it uh, word of mouth directly from the sources, uh, the people working. You should be picking contact ministers so we have lots of people working on this. And if you've been picked as a contact minister and you're not working on it, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, this is, this is seeking the kingdom. And one of the things about seeking the kingdom is you're not seeking it for yourself alone. You can't be. If you are, you're not following the doctrines of Jesus Christ. Because he said to love one another. So you have to be seeking the kingdom for others as well as for yourself. And this burning bush festival, and we, we're calling it that, to counteract, we're, we're the counter-counter culture, which is the repentant culture, going back to the way it should be, uh, of the Burning Man Festival. And uh, we're, we're we're talking about values and standards and in the law of God, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not bear false witness, uh, and trying to bring people in remembrance of the ways of God so that they know the hand of God and know God himself, and have God's laws written on their hearts and their minds. And one of the ways you do that is to gather together. Why? Because that's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And if you just use these short just believe in Jesus Christ doctrines, your doctrine is soon hollow because it, nobody knows what that means. Because they don't even know his name. They don't know his hand. They don't know what he was doing. They have a picture in their heads and it becomes their idol and they're worshiping Christ's idol in their own minds and they're not actually doing the will of the Father. So anyway, I kind of went full circle there and covered all that again. But were there other questions? Uh,
2: well, there's a follow-up, or not follow-up, but there's more about um, what you were asking, who, who's standing up and who's going to do this volunteering, and there's a suggestion that there might be a preparing you page for folks to add what they're able or willing to offer.
0: There is. (laughs) There is right now. (laughs) And uh, I sent it out this morning, (laughs) early, before uh, some people were even up. Uh, I'll pull it up so I can actually read it out loud to people so that they can find it. We have a preparing you. uh, And now, do you know who it is who's asking those questions? Yes. Okay. Okay. It, it's it's one of our plants, huh?
2: <laughs> <Perfect>. Yeah, right. <laughs> I <I'm not> sure.
0: <laughs> no, it's a volunteer plant. We we don't we don't actually plant people. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we we about we purchased uh, the website Festival dot com, but we don't have anything up there yet. So what we have is uh, our uh, wiki site. And if you go to uh, uh, u that's just the letter U. If you type in Y-O-U, it'll take you to this anyway. That's as in university, preparinguniversity.com slash wiki slash php question mark title uh, uh, equal signs burning bush festival you will come to the page but if you simply go over to the sidebar and click on event uh, it will take you to a page that will allow you to go over to burning bush festival and we'll probably as we get this uh, page lined out more uh, we'll put a, a, a connection to it directly in the sidebar
2: so you can go straight to it Or you could get on the network and you'll receive that link in an email over and over again. over the Yeah,
0: over and over again as well as (laughs) updates. And that's really important to join the Living Network, which you go to org. You click on the little guy with the net because it's a network and we're supposed to be fishers of men. And you have to get yourself caught in the net because we don't use hooks. Uh, So... uh, so that you get caught up in the Lord, so to speak. Anyway, you join that network in your local area. Somebody, uh, I I saw it, but then I saw that uh, Paul caught it, too. Somebody was trying to join every single group uh, throughout the entire network. (laughs) You're not really supposed to do that, and you make us very suspicious of you when you do. And it's somewhat guarded the way we have the network set up. So you can't just go in there and start farming emails so that you can get your own little group. We have people on the group that want to entice you away to join their little group and uh, become a part of their little congregation. But this is not our group. This is his group, his church, his holy church. And we're trying to conform to Christ. We're not trying to divide you off into little groups. But... It makes sense that you connect with a group in your area so that you can actually make physical contact. 90% of what goes on on the network doesn't happen in emails, it happens in real life. And we want to increase that figure to about 99% of what goes on. And. uh, it's not always productive, but it's the challenge of coming together and uh, dealing with each other. A lot of people bring uh, you know, narrow doctrines, uh, limited doctrines, goofy doctrines, uh, uh, shallow doctrines, and uh, what we're looking for is the doctrines of Christ because we know that that leads to liberty under God. And uh, so, yeah, if you join that network in your area and... Either volunteer or ask to who's the contact ministers here, and uh, we'll start hooking you up and you'll start getting notices on a regular basis and what you can actually do is that if you uh, are going to come to the fall festival and you want to put on a demonstration, you gotta give us a little report as to what it is that you're going to do when you think you could do it how much time it's going to take uh do we need to help provide anything will you become completely self-contained which everybody should try very hard to do um, and then we may uh you know if we really like and we have time we will maybe set up a, a large meeting place where you can put on a preliminary demonstration or or talk and then. People who want to pursue it farther can pursue it farther. It can be an hour. We, we have a local uh, individual who's uh very bright uh, former government agent, <laughs> maybe still a government agent, uh, who uh, uh, knows electronics and has put together a trailer, a solar trailer. Uh, and we're going to see if you come and, and show us this solar trailer and put on a little demonstration. We may even get to use it a little bit for some auxiliary electricity. Uh, we, Like I said, we're going to offer a tour of the local uh, high desert trout farm, which raises tens of thousands of pounds of trout a year in uh, uh, cement runways and and uh, show you how their operation operates. Hopefully by then we may even have some trout growing on our uh, church property here and uh, show you that and maybe even have a trout fish feed if we can get enough trout together to do that with. Uh, we have a, We hope to have a large barbecue on one of the weekends, but in order to do this we have to schedule in, we have to create facilities, uh, we have to... Uh, we're, we'll do everything very modestly and very economically, but we're going to need some support to expand this. Uh, we're looking at uh, having uh, a very uh, good, clean, uh, portable uh, latrines, uh, uh, restrooms. Uh, we will even try to supply showers, all doing this low-tech uh, with uh very low impact on the ground so that you know we can move these things around and uh, provide for the people uh, as best we can uh, but people should be working with us and also should be coming as much self-contained as they possibly can we're going to have this in the last uh, weeks of September. Uh, the exact dates have not been totally finalized. It depends on input. We're going to have to eventually do that. Uh, and we're picking September because weather can get a little touchy into October. It can be touchy any time. I mean, we've had snow in June. So. Uh, actually, yeah, I think we had snow in July once. Uh, didn't last very long. didn't even freeze, but... Up in the mountains here, you can get strange weathers. We usually get very warm days with cool nights, some cooler than others, as Paul can attest. Uh, But we're looking at providing as much as we possibly can so that uh, we can provide necessary shelters for those whose own tents were inadequate. But mostly we want to make sure we have plenty of good food on hand and everybody should come prepared to prepare their own. The Feast of the Tabernacles... Was just that. Uh, people came with their wares. Uh, I know we have some people on the network that uh, know essential oils rather well. Uh, we'd like to have them put that on. Uh, there's some other health issues that we would like to bring up. Uh, set up tents. We're talking about setting up an outdoor screen uh, with projectors to uh, uh, put on videos and show videos. Uh, to help educate people, we want to have as much music, and, and it's a festival. Should be a good time, but it should be profitable in spirit and in, in your mind, and you really were rewarded before you go away. But anyway, we'll be back in a little bit.
3: If you read the history books, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South.
4: Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Pass Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free?
3: Fight the fight. We are here to equip you because you love the truth. LibertyRadioLive.com
0: Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, we're, we're talking about the fall festival before the break and what we could do there and uh, one of the other things we'll do is have an astronomy meet, or what you call a star party. Uh There's quite a bit of room on this property. There's over 900 acres, Uh and we're surrounded by public land, so we can expand that for hiking and whatever quite a bit. Up on the top of one of the buttes, uh you can almost see... Pine Mountain Observatory. It was too cloudy yesterday in order to tell for sure, but I know you can see it from Squaw Peak, which we can see from that view. And we will have a couple of telescopes, Cassegrainian and uh, and, uh, I forget what the other one's called, but it's about a 10-inch scope. And we'll have experts there who will share with you what they know about... Uh, the heavens and and give you some uh, pointers as to where different things are that you can see in the sky. That's one event. Uh, there will probably be simultaneous events at the same time. That will probably be off away from the regular crowd because they, they don't want any lights there. Uh, we hope to build an observatory up on uh, what they call Couple Point and uh, we're scouting out that site uh, we only have to build a, uh, a switch bag trail to solid rock in order to get there and so uh, anybody who's got a big sledgehammer can come out and we'll start working away at that <laughs> so uh, that's another one of the events that we're going to be putting up um, and uh, dealing with uh, if you come out uh, home dairy Uh we don't know how much kitchen facilities we will have prepared uh, that will be able to deal with some of these other things uh, uh, that, uh, uh, like you know, making cheeses and and what have you. But if we can, that's the direction we want to move in to have those so that we can teach you how to do all these things. We we can spin, we can weave, uh we may look into uh, finding some uh sheep to shawl people who want to come out and do a demonstration for our day on uh uh you know from shearing the sheep to spinning and weaving the wool and uh that will be uh uh an interesting event. But these a lot of these events will have to be simultaneously uh, done, and so you'll have to choose which one you want to go to. Uh, we may have uh, individual presentations in 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 an order, one right after another, and then if you want to learn more, then you go off and to one of the other sites and follow up on learning more of that. But the idea is to have as much opportunities to learn as many different things as you possibly can, and have fun doing it. And this is what was going on in the Feast of Tabernacles, is that people were learning. People were figuring things out. People had problems. They solved problems. And now they got together and joined with others like themselves and shared that information, shared those skills, shared that knowledge. And they became a superior society because people were willing to share and help one another. And uh, that's what we need today in uh, in the world today is people that will actually take the time to come together and help one another and share with one another and contribute. We've had a number of people that have been sick lately uh, just simply because the network is growing. There's a lot of people and some of them were ill. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge in this network already that will Help you. We've, we've seen this way in the past. We've had people with gallstones, myself, and we found solutions uh, to a networking. Now we're just making that network a, a little bit more effective by actually, you know, we accidentally networked and discovered things and the value of networking. Now we're actually focusing on networking to learn as much as we can. And when we become the hosts of the Lord, our network will automatically filter out and drive away those people who do not really know the hand of the Lord. They will find it uncomfortable with us. And they will want to go somewhere else. And that's okay. It's a shame for them. But it is a way in which we drive out those who will not receive the ways of the Lord. And this is what was happening. Christ had thousands and thousands that came and wanted to hear him and see the miracles and be a part of the miracles and gain the benefits of a society operating by faith, open charity. But as that society became more like Christ, they fell away and went back to the ways of the Pharisees and forced their neighbor to contribute to their welfare. And this is a natural thinning process. Uh, And it's important that we are going through that now, as small as the network is, so that those who begin to learn what the kingdom really looks like and begin to have his laws written on their hearts and their minds will be the hosts of his body, of Christ, his church. So that when more people start coming in, we are not swamped by all the people that will come for the wrong reason. And we will be able to guide them without being overwhelmed by them. And so that's a, that's a process that's actually taking place now. And tabernacles will be a part of that. We want to have eventually have Pentecost here as the facilities grow. There is no reason why we can't have thousands and thousands of people meeting. But you've got to start somewhere. The Burning Man Festival, which is a, a, a symbol of decadence today in, in the world, started with eight people. They have, now have tens of thousands of people that show up. And uh, for a week of decadence and depravity, <laughs> we want to have people show up for Christ's purposes. and uh, And with your help this can grow faster and faster and faster. There's no limits to what we could do here. And the reason we're doing it here is because we we wanted to do it other places, but people just didn't measure up. They fell short. And we learned lessons in that process. So now we're going to do it here. And uh, as we do it here, you'll be able to go home and we'll have it in other places. That was one of the early things about the uh, fall festival. It was in a different location every year because the tabernacle moved around. <laughs> you are the tabernacles. And yeah, we can set up big, huge, giant tents and uh, tabernacles of our own uh, maybe someday, but the the critical thing is not the external ritual, but the precept upon precept. Once you understand the precept, the ritual may take a number of different forms as long as they are conforming to the precept upon precept. So anyway, if you now go to the sidebar at com in the wiki area, you will see Bernie Bush Festival under events because during the break... Uh, I was doing that, and when we began the show, I was saving it, and so now you can go to the Burning Bush Festival. Uh, I'll have to get some more better artwork on that. Uh, We have an artist visiting us now who wants to work on that, and uh, uh, restrooms.
2: We got disconnected, Greg. Oh, we? Yeah, we did. I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Are you working to get us connected again? I am, yeah. How long have we been disconnected?
2: About 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Just tell me call fail on this, though. Uh,
0: should I dial in that?
2: I, I can dial in the other number. Okay. I'll do that.
0: I wonder if they had a power outage there.
2: Um, it looks like it might still be active. Oh.
0: Boy. All right. Are we on? Are you there? I'm here. Okay.
2: Let me just, Do you think we're on? I can't tell. Looks like okay,
0: if it, if you're in the chat room and you can hear us, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we seem to have gotten disconnected yeah, there briefly.
2: still hear you, so I guess we're still on. It's just must okay. showing me something wrong. Okay. Sorry about that. So anyway,
0: we're we're back.
2: Yeah, questions, too
0: okay
2: we got questions yep Uh, we got a bunch of them lined up brother Gregory how does one determine which laws commands statutes etc are to be implemented literally or symbolically
0: Well, yeah, that that is a huge question. We have to be a little bit more specific. Which ones are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about the statutes of Moses? Uh, the statutes of Moses were uh, written down by Moses because the people would not... Uh, even the Ten Commandments were written on stone because it was a softer medium than the heart of an Israelite. Uh, the law should be written on our hearts and our minds, and all the laws hinged on two basic, simple laws. Love God, which is righteousness. Uh, and that includes uh, law of judgment, mercy, and faith, and the characteristics of God, Uh, and love your neighbor as yourself. All laws hinge on those two things. Once you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to be committing any kind of adulterous act. And An adulterous act is not simply uh, extramarital relations. Most of the times when adultery is mentioned in the Bible, it's national adultery. It's that making covenants with others. Marriage is the covenant that you make, and you are to be the bride of Christ. That's the other covenant you're making. All other covenants are getting in the way of that, so that all other covenants are adulteries. And it's simply part of that repeating, thou shalt make no covenants with them nor with their gods, which is... You know, all these precepts are overlapping in the law. But if you get it down to the foundational laws, those are it. Now, I don't know what what they're talking about, all the food laws.
2: Uh, Well, I think uh, he's looking on, he or she is looking on how to determine which ones, you know, which ones are literal, which ones are symbolic, and it could cover Mosaic Law, you know, all. Yeah,
0: it could be. You know, for instance, the, the pork. Uh, if you eat a piece of bacon, have you sinned against God? Is that the purpose of that law? Well, if you understand, when Moses came into Canaan, pork was everywhere. Uh, pigs were raised everywhere. They were in the streets. The feces of the pigs were in the streets. Uh, the people were suffering from the parasites that are associated with raising pigs in unsterile conditions pigs they were eating and mulling around and human and, and every, every kind of feces you can imagine. People were not washing. They are living in a somewhat arid climate. Uh, the idea that that society was contaminated heavily with parasites uh, uh, in their uh, brains and in their tissues uh, is not any kind of a leap of the imagination. As a matter of fact, historically, there's evidence that this was the case. Suddenly, within a generation, you couldn't find a pig bone anywhere in that area where Israel was settling. Why? Because Moses said, "Don't, don't even mess with pigs." Uh, it's you know a lot of reasons. Hard meat to digest. Uh, if you don't cook it properly, uh, you can be contaminated. The contamination in the feces of the pig gets everywhere. Gets on your feet. Uh, when you walk through the streets, uh, even small amounts of it, I mean, you didn't have to step in a big pile. Uh, you bring that home. You touch your feet. Next thing you know, you're ingesting uh, tapeworm eggs, uh, segments, and you're contaminated. Uh, and you're, by the time you're 30, you're coming down with uh, uh, what, what looks like brain tumors, but it's actually... You know these parasites in your brains and in your muscle tissues. That they were that was just simply common sense. Eating crustaceans, which are filtering uh, fish and in, in, uh, crabs and and these fish without scales. These are uh, filtering fishes, and with toxins in the uh, environment, uh, you you will be taking in more of those toxins and you'll be adulterating your body with a poor diet. So that what he was simply doing is writing these things down in ways that you could understand them. Uh, having a balcony uh, and not putting a railing around it. That's stupid. Digging a pit and not protecting people from falling in it uh, when they're traveling down a trail at night. Having a bull that has a tendency to push and attack people and saying, yeah, but he's a good bull, so we're keeping him, and then somebody gets killed. Whose fault is that? He's simply explaining the precept upon precept of those two foundational laws of loving your neighbor as yourself. That's the law. The rest of it is just he's trying to show you how that law works. And it's not loving yourself to be eating pork and raising pork where... You're liable to contaminate somebody with these parasites. Now, if you eat a well-cooked piece of bacon sometime in a restaurant because they slip it into your hamburger, ah, it's not a sin, not the end of the world. Don't create a religion. You begin to idolize the laws, the rules, the statutes that are trying to bring you so that you know the law in your heart. You just don't want to do that because, you know, Actually, we never raised pigs here, but we took care of pigs for somebody else. We had to actually butcher them for somebody else. He uh, couldn't stand the sight of blood, so he came over and asked us to do it. My short experience with pigs, I don't want to raise them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't need a mosaic a lot. I know I don't want to raise them. But they are an amazing source of meat in a very short period of time. They eat almost anything, but I'm just not interested in it. Uh, I'm not going to say somebody else is a sinner because they do, but it may not, if you're in a primitive society and you're raising pork like they were doing in Canaan, you're killing your neighbors, you're poisoning your society with that pork. And so he created this taboo in the Statutes of Moses because it was the only common sense thing to do if you really cared about your neighbor as much as you care about yourself.
2: So maybe if today Moses were writing the statute, statutes, he'd have something to say about GMOs. huh?
0: Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, you would. Uh, is it okay to eat GMOs? Is it okay to raise GMOs? Uh, genetically modified organisms. Uh, it doesn't say it isn't in the well, actually in the way it does say because it, it talks about you know uh, even hybrids uh, crossing seeds uh, and of course GMOs. Is the ultimate crossing of seas, <laughs> you know, they're crossing species. So it does say something about it. But why? Because it endangers your neighbor. It endangers the health of the environment in which you live in. And, uh, you know, that's the sin. And so it's not just metaphor uh, in the law. I mean, there's a purpose to it. And it takes a little bit of studying to figure that out. But we should be very careful about idolizing the rule instead of worshiping the God who is a giver of life. The rule is there to protect you, not to bind you with Sabbath. Was Sabbath made for man or man for the Sabbath? Uh, you could you could I've seen men use the Sabbath. Oh, I'm not, I, I got a guy broke down on the side of the road with his, his twin children and his infant child and uh, and uh, his young son and his wife and the, and the local mechanic knows how to fix the problem knows exactly what it is he can get them on the road in a half an hour but he can't come because the sun went down and it's the Sabbath that's how these when you worship the rule instead of the God who made it you end up doing this uh, kind of thing which is an abomination it's not loving your neighbor so you just have to be careful about this uh you know unless we have specifics i don't know if i can address that much more you said there was a lineup of questions
2: yeah there's more we can switch gears here for a second it was discussed on women's conference call that covering of a woman under a man it was said that the ultimate covering of a woman should be seeking I'm sorry the ultimate covering a woman should be seeking should be the covering of the father your thoughts on this
0: well absolutely and uh, that's why a woman should be picking a man in accordance to who he she thinks is really serving the father and how do you even pick that man without already being listening to the Holy Spirit in your heart and your mind Uh, you know when I uh found my wife, it was because I, I told God, he says, I can't pick them. I don't know how to find the woman for me. You have to do it. And once I did that, then he led me to my present wife, uh, my only wife. I haven't had numbers of wives or anything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, ultimately that is, and and I am constantly saying the Holy Spirit can be brought in by a woman as easily as it is brought in by a man. And the Holy Spirit is the authority in our lives, and that's the Holy Spirit of God. And so, yeah, ultimately that's the covering we both look, and if you find a man who is looking for that too, then you become one because you have a common father, a common spirit. Uh, But in this imperfect society, you know, I encourage we have a lot of single people on the network they should attach themselves to a family as an aunt or an uncle or a brother or whatever they want Uh, if their own families their own parents their own brothers don't want to be a part of that they should be a part of a family and help that family and be a part of that family in an assistant uh, uh, way that their own family should be and if you're a single woman you should be doing the same thing. And then you develop the coverture of that family. But, you know, just simply because the family is the natural unit, most of the uh, important families of, of uh, the Bible, uh, I would not most, but many of them, were the result of adoption. And, uh, you know, Christ was adopted. By Joseph. Uh, Moses was adopted by Pharaoh and therefore was Pharaoh and had the right to rule as Pharaoh but chose not to rule as Pharaoh but chose to lead the people to serve God. So he was the reverse of Cain, the reverse of Nimrod. And this is exactly what Christ was. He wasn't going to be a Saul, he wasn't going to use the people for his own benefit, but he was going to set them free. And you must have that same character if you are to live in a free society. You must be willing to set your neighbor free and forgive debt. Well, you're not forgiving debt if you have to collect Social Security. That's uh, in order to sustain yourself. You need to start working on creating a society that has a Social Security system based on faith, hope, and charity alone in the perfect law of liberty. If you're not working in that direction, you might as well kiss off being free. So, you know, the yeah the, the natural scheme of things is the family, so, yeah. Uh, but the family wants to be a family under God. That's the whole point of the chapter, Holy Matrimony versus Marriage, is uh, the union of a woman, the matrix of a woman with a man under the authority of God. And then both of them, their coverture is God and the man doesn't have to exercise authority because she's already under the authority of God and they're one under that authority. They will be in agreement. If they're both following the Holy Spirit, they don't even have to say anything. And they know what each other needs to do. I mean, there's your dance in harmony. But anyway, we got other questions?
2: Yeah, along the same lines, lines, there's a question. Uh, Should a wife... Come out of the apostasy church without her husband.
0: Well, you know, I never tell people leave the church that they're going to. I say seek the kingdom and of God and His righteousness. And if you continue to do that, eventually you'll be kicked out. But you should be, uh, you know, there. If you're in submission to your husband, according to the will of the Holy Spirit, according to the leading of the Holy Spirit uh you will be a better witness to your husband than any you know rebellious stance that you might take where i I can't be a part of that anymore. I tell you again, this is you know the the demons who did not want to obey God they were driven out of heaven by the presence of the hosts of the Lord uh If you really bring the Holy Spirit into an apostate church you will drive out the apostate church people (laughs) and you'll be the only one in the building. If you could really bring that... When Christ was facing these accusers with the woman who had supposedly been caught in the act of adultery, they left. He didn't leave. You know, we have to learn to bring the Holy Spirit into the pit of hell, and that may mean in the apostate church. And, I mean, you literally can do this just by walking in and sitting down. And, you know, evil will know you're in the room. They will sense your presence, and they will back away. Uh, we aren't the ones that are being driven out. We're the ones with dominion everywhere. There's no, there's no uh, evil symbols or any of those things that should have dominion over us. It is us that have dominion over them, if we come in with the Holy Spirit. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if that explains it. I don't know if that helps. If they can send in a follow-up question, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't create artificial divisions and think that gets you into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, we are God will separate the goats from the sheep. So anyway, I hope that helps. I have a feeling it didn't help as much as I would have liked, but it takes two to tango.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, I encourage anyone. I mean, we seem to have a good interactivity going on. If anyone wants to come on the call and voice these questions, it's 414-395-2442.
0: So did we get through the line of questions that were there?
2: Yeah, I'm scanning the latest stuff here, but I think I think we're good. We're caught up.
0: Okay, okay. Well, anyway, like I said, uh, if you go to uh, preparingyou.com Dot uh, com and enter the enter the site, enter the wiki part of the site, you'll see. Uh, I need to re-edit that original page and get Burning Bush Festival on that original page that they come into, and then it will link right to this page. Uh, And then uh, hopefully we'll get started on the uh, burningbushfestival.com page. But we need as many volunteers as we can get. I know that uh, uh, Dan Downing came out one time. I don't know if he thinks he can make it out this next time. Uh, Who knows what the world will be doing by then, but uh, we should not hesitate. But he, he knew a lot about veterinary work. Maybe he has a presentation. Other people will have... Different skills that they can uh, offer or share. Uh, maybe they want to give a 20-minute talk on a particular subject. <laughs> uh, we can uh, we can start arranging that, but we need to know how many people are thinking about coming, and uh, what they're thinking about doing, and how much time they will need. And we need to start preparing that now so we can start honing that uh, schedule. I'm sure we'll be honing it into the last minute. Uh, but, uh, that's the nature of the kingdom. It's a very flexible place. But we need to have some basis of knowledge of how we're going to do all this. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, keep those questions coming in. We'll, we'll try to answer them. And I'll work on the web tape.
1: I pledge allegiance to the King of kings and to his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, one holy nation, under the Heavenly Father, with grace, mercy, and justice for all.
4: The Greatest Prophecy DVD of Cross the Border Productions. Embrace the little-known but greatest prophecy given by the great high priest, the pre-incarnate messiah reveals god's once secret plan for mankind believe it behold the end times in daniel chapter 2 because the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof sure it is the key to prophecy future comprehend the seven-year great tribulation deception be Not deceived. Understand the great prophecy delusion. Because,
3: if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect.
4: Be forewarned. America, in prophecy, exposed for all to see. The mark of the beast. No, it's not a biochip. A much better and more secure technology is already here. And you are already using it. We will bonus you with a free copy of Richard Bennett's DVD, The Inquisition, when you send a support donation of $25 to First Amendment Radio. Visit the shopping page at our website or send $25 cash to First Amendment Radio, 139 East Tulare Avenue. Tulare, California, nine three two seven four. Make copies and give them away. Send twenty five dollars cash or thirty two fifty U S. for international priority mail. That's First Amendment Radio, one thirty nine East Toleri Avenue. Toleri, Tulare Avenue, Tulare, T U L A R E, California, nine three two seven four. A wise man is forewarned and prepares for the time to come. The Greatest Prophecy DVD. Now listen to me. The Bible says, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesars. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from
3: LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. Now listen to me.
0: Okay, welcome back. I was giving directions to somebody to avoid the snow <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, uh the uh burning bush festival I was trying to figure out how to set that up a little bit better on the website so you can find your way around, and we'll do that as soon as we can uh, we're we really need you to join the network so that you can work together at this. It, many hands makes the work light, uh, and there are so many things that we can offer and help each other with. Like I said, uh, in the realm of health, there are so many people on the network that have learned what works and what doesn't work. Uh, we discussed a number of things uh, in the last day or so when we've been having meetings on this with people who come out here. And uh, it's very interesting uh, how many things that people are simultaneously discovering. But if you're looking on the net and you're looking in a lot of the other places, you don't necessarily know who the charlatans are and who's going to lead you off and uh, to do things that are not a good idea and uh, take advantage of you and the experience that you get from working in uh, a community is that somebody says hey look I've dealt with these guys I found out this I found out that because they don't tell you when you're, you're looking into things uh, that can really save you a lot of lost time and a lot of lost uh, resources and energy because of the fact that you help one another I remember there was a charlatan group uh, I have the whole file on them listed under crooks uh, that was taking advantage of people uh, offering things that they couldn't provide and taking money and then not providing them and even uh, cutting the people off when they wanted their money back and uh, it was sizable amounts of money too amazing how many people fall for these uh, schemes and uh, and I wanted them to write up something to show how that they had been cheated by these people so that we could expose these these crooks. And they just couldn't get around to it. Oh, they were, busy, they were busy. That is not loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor is saying, hey, there's a pit here. There's a dangerous place here. There is a person seeking to take advantage of you. There is a bull that pushes. And you need to know about it. I need to label this. I need to show this is dangerous. This is true in food. Uh, this is true in medicines. And we see lots of people saying, oh, you know, vaccines and, uh, GMOs and, uh, uh, unclean pork. You know, pork hadn't been a problem in this country because of refrigeration and, uh, and uh, a lot of the practices that uh, people have in raising them and, and uh, keeping them confined and, and uh, the plumbing uh, in this country so you can wash your hands has always been a great thing. But because we're moving away from loving our neighbor as ourselves, the water you're drinking is not safe. Uh, the food that you get even in restaurants is not safe. Uh, the food that you buy in the grocery stores, in many cases, is poisonous because people do not love their neighbor as themselves. So, should we elect a, somebody who can make this right again? So, should we, should we elect a Saul who can go out there and legislate the heck out of these guys and make them not commit these crimes? Or do we need to create our own society by coming together with the few people that will repent? Or will repent as things collapse. But we need to start moving in the direction of the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all else will be provided unto you. That's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. That's where you start. You don't start with, come out of them, my people, lest ye be partakers of their sins. You start by seeking the kingdom and righteousness, and that means coming together, forming your own. Our we have our save our seeds. Every congregation should be growing seeds. We we've had uh, we've been producing seeds. I got a bevy of seeds out there drying right now in uh, our stack dryers. Uh, they have to dry at a low rate, low temperature, so that uh, and that they. They become they remain viable. But we have sacks and sacks of seeds already, and many more to come. And we would like to, that's one of the uses on the property, is to grow as many seeds. We're a long ways away from any other agriculture. Uh, we don't depend on rain, radioactive or otherwise. Our water comes from under the ground. It comes up on its own, and we can grow lots of crops. And our idea is to grow seeds. Seeds will become one of the most valuable commodities more valuable than gold itself it always has this is it's a history repeating itself so we have save our seeds SOS and that's creating a network now we don't put them all in the big steel vault in Norway like Rockefellers do we have them in every congregation and every congregation of every congregation and every family of every congregation should be storing up seeds and producing them themselves as a renewable, sustainable resource, because the kingdom of heaven is the ultimate sustainable community. And uh, if we put them all in one place, then thieves and robbers could break in and steal them. But if we do it the way Christ said to do it, according to the doctrines of Jesus Christ, we won't have a treasury of seeds in one place. We will have them in every place. And if we do it according to the doctrines of Moses, we will have our purses on our hips, and each of us will become a part of the bank. So that if you need help, we're there. I I was uh, quoting from the movie uh, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Guy comes to this country with nothing. Works hard. Develops a business. Provides for his family. Got a lot of problems. But he doesn't have a problem with helping one another. One of the other people they have a problem what what is it? Do you need money? Do you need help. They were their own bank they didn't have, they didn't have they're not worried about bankers they didn't need bankers. they needed each other and they understood that and they were there for each other not without conflict, not without uh, some problems, but they were working at the kingdom in their small little way. And we need to learn those skills and many, many, many more. How to help one another. How to be there for one another. Have to get rid of pride. Have to get rid of paranoia, which is fear, lack of faith. And start doing the word of God. That's the doctrine. That's what Jesus said. That's the doctrine of Jesus. That's what he told you to do. And if you're not doing that, you haven't got your doctrine straight. You don't have sound doctrine. If you want to pull people off into a little congregation over here and separate and just be friends with us from a distance, you don't have the doctrines of Jesus Christ. You don't have sound doctrine. You're dividing the people, not bringing them together. Now, I don't want everybody in one place. Somebody uh, on one of the calls uh, suggested that somehow i had told them to sell their place and come out with us. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's out of context if I said anything like that at all. No, the kingdom of heaven is not here. It's not there. It's wherever you're at. It is your relationship with God, and that relationship with God manifesting itself in your relationship with others because you know God, and you know the hand of God. You have become the hand of God, and you are doing things in his name in the name of the existing one, according to his ways, in the righteousness of God. And that's what the kingdom's all about. The feasts and festivals were just a way in which to keep kingdom in our minds. Jesus did not come preaching the congregation of God. He came preaching the kingdom of God. And so, yes, we have families. That's the core. And those families come together and bind themselves by faith, hope, and charity. And those congregations bind themselves by that same method. And that's how the kingdom is formed. And the, the feasts are a way in which to make those on-the-ground contacts in a kingdom way. And that's why we have the network, is so that you can make those on-the-ground, face-to-face, hand-to-hand contacts and start forming the congregations of God and according to his doctrines in his way. That's sound doctrine. That is sound doctrine because that's what he said to do. That's what he came to teach us how to do according
2: to the perfect law of liberty.
0: So should we give the telephone number one more time? We've got uh, about 15 minutes left.
2: Sure. 414-395-2442. I also have a uh, comment that came up in the chat room and I think you might want to add, to. It says, Gregory, I'm part of a little group that I see very often, but it is difficult to get them to even look at His Holy Church. Even though we as a group, we do much of what you've described as kingdom.
0: So I have to ask, what's the problem? (laughs) Uh, uh, Who is not wanting to look at it and why? Because that's... uh, uh one of the problems uh i mean wh- why are they afraid of are they afraid to look at it uh is there a pastor there that is afraid that somebody will start listening to somebody else instead of them is you know what is the what is the what is constipating <laughs> you know one of the things i am fond of saying is that uh, uh america the world the people are spiritually constipated They're not flowing uh, the Holy Spirit through them. They're possessive of it. They find a piece of knowledge, and they they possess it like they cling to it. And, of course, this is idolatry, but they don't see it as that. What's, you know, why be afraid to look at it? You you know, you can't join his holy church. Again, it goes back to that concept of being accompanying to one another, walking with one another. What makes us His Holy Church is we are actually doing the will of the Father.
1: We have a call. Uh,
0: oh, go ahead.
1: We have a
2: call coming in.
0: Call.
2: Okay. i right. let you know they're on.
5: Hello? Hi. Uh, oh, there must be a huge time delay. Anyway, um, what's constipating my, my friends is that... Uh, uh, they've run across preachers and religion and stuff like that. They basically it's give me your money and you'll be saved and they don't want anything to do with that. So if you put the name congregation, church, Christ, anything like that on it, they turn away from it.
0: Right. It and and you know, to tell you the truth, I, I had that same problem when I first started writing this, you know. I was raised in Catholicism, studied to be a priest and uh left a rather bad taste in my mouth when I began to separate from all that and began to wake up to the truth, which is about seventeen years of age and uh but still, by the time i was uh in my early thirties uh I didn't even want to use the word church, and we used the word ecclesia e k k uh you know the actual greek spelling uh, and you
5: you know, come up with a word that's appropriate and use that.
0: Yeah, well, the the problem is is what I'm doing. Why was I resisting using? Well, nobody could spell Ecclesia, so they couldn't find the websites. When we finally got to the point of having websites, uh, and so they were always like, "How do you spell that?" I still get people when I say HisHolyChurch.org, dot org. They say, "How do you spell that?" and you know go h i s it's pretty easy students, to find you
5: know, there's college <laughs> students now that need pictures of the money in order to give you the proper change so um, yeah, I can understand why they couldn't even spell that but yeah i'm I'm never at this point I mean I, I shouldn't say never but at this point, I will not be able to get these people to even look at the website to consider signing up for uh, personal contact administrator.
0: Well, now here, this is what: if you're signed up on the website, and you have a personal contact minister, and they're in contact with you, they're a part of our network. And in another hour, I will hop on the line and,
5: and uh, talk with that group. All
0: right. <laughs> and so the fact is, is everybody? We don't want to, You're not joining the church by joining the network. You're joining the network so that you can conform to Christ and and try to find that way. And we're we're looking, we're discovering things every day, and we're sharing them with those. And then if we share them with you, and you can take them back to them and share them with them, and they don't even know where it's coming from. Because it isn't about us, it's about Christ. But I can tell you this, the reason I resisted using the word church is because I still harbored resentment towards those people that had misled me for years and years. Yeah. And I threw the word church out because I gave them power by my resentment, my resistance to them, so that I wouldn't even use the word church anymore. And it's like the you know like people say, oh well, you don't want uh was it the pentagram as the symbol of the devil? Who gave him dominion over any geometric shape? It's us that give him dominion over it by saying, oh, that's a symbol of the... I don't relinquish any geometric shape in the universe to the devil. You know, that's been much my experience with the courtroom, too. I mean, uh, you know, the power they have is the power you hand
5: them. So.
0: Right, right. And and the one of the ways we do that is still harboring resentment. Forgive so that you may be forgiven is a key to being set free. Because if you still carry around that resentment towards and and I admit people have lied to us and deceived us and dragged us off into bondage, and you know that hurts to find that out. But okay, forgive them, let it go. Now, turn around and seek the righteousness of God, seek the kingdom of God and 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 I'm not faulting people, I'm just telling from my own experience when I realized that I had to forgive those people and let it go leave judgment to God I'm not saying that I'm absolving them of what they've done wrong I'm just saying well you know that's between you guys and God you're going to have to work that out but I'm not going to carry around this resentment anymore then I can use the word church and we define the word church as we use it and it's not the way they use it and but you know uh, that will spiritually constipate you carrying that resentment. It will not up in the spiritual soul of your belly, in your spiritual belly, that it will keep the flow from taking place. And, you know, it may take some time, but they are connected if you're connected, and they're connected to you. And we depend very heavily on a lot of people. We don't poke at that wound that they have
5: It's based on the word and rather bring the meaning of the word to them instead of...
0: Right, because you can actually, uh, by poking at that, you can actually do more harm than good. That's why I was saying earlier uh, that, you know, I'm not telling people to leave the church they're in and come join us. No, join Christ right wherever you are at. Chances are the church that you're in, whatever it is, or group, or whether it's a church or synagogue or whatever they want to call it, It, that you're uh, in, you have problems connected with them and yourself. I have a friend who gathers around
5: him a very eclectic group of people, and we meet with each other on a regular basis, and and we exchange ideas, and we... uh, you know, try to learn from each other, and and if one needs to have something done, we go out and do it, and if another needs something done, we go out and do that. And so, in many ways, we're we're doing
0: right, and you know, right.
5: and, you know already, that's what we're advocating.
0: And it doesn't it doesn't the, bring you salvation. You call them to a congregation,
5: and, and and you'd be a pariah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> they're
0: congregating. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. They're everything but the name, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you see how they give uh, I, power to I the think, enemy
5: by I, I think I would call my friend who gathers all these people together the minister of record, but nobody signed down any document saying he's our minister or anything like that. But you know, he does do a good job of gathering these people together.
0: Right. And you know, the reason we we, we sign documents is not for each other because they don't they don't bind us. None of these documents bind us. It's simply making that record so that we can find the next group and the next group. And I know there are many groups out there and many people that are not going to go the official way. But if there's one amongst I will tell you this, another story. You you mentioned him as a Minister of Records. In in Vietnam and I I wasn't at this particular site but I have a friend who was there. They, their point men were shot down immediately by a fifty caliber machine gun, and they were all under fire uh by this fifty caliber machine gun that was rattling off. And the officers ran into the woods, and everybody was totally chaos. And one guy, little wire rim glasses guy, nobody could even remember his name. He he started giving orders and commands and organized the people to route around and and flank this. Uh, machine gun that was firing from the jungle and he saved many of their lives by driving them off before they emptied all the ammunition into the guys Um, and then immediately went back to being the buck private that he always was but he was the actual leader in the group not the officers Uh, you know who were running off into the jungle and leaving and abandoning their men and not giving any kind of uh... aid or assistance the real leader was this little guy down there and that's really the way it works in the kingdom uh... most of the guy uh... the guys who make the best ministers in our groups are guys who think well i'm not the minister because <laughs> <You know? laughs> they don't they equate the term minister with what we see out there in the other churches and that's not the real leaders uh... it's the, often the real controllers and uh... And they will keep people from really finding their own way, which is really what we're all about. But anyway, uh, your group is connected if you're connected, and we oh. don't have to do it through official channels. But it's the precept upon precept that will make the difference. Uh, some some of the, the most Christian people I know don't think they're Christian. <laughs> <laughs> It's because all those other people claiming to be Christian and have given Christianity a bad name. They don't want to be associated with Christianity. (laughs) But they're actually no more about Christ. And Christ gives a whole parable about that, where he says, you come into the kingdom, and they, they go, us? Why us? We're not Christians. They don't think they're Christians. But they are, because they knew God in their hearts and in their minds. So anyway, uh, we'll just have we'll just be patient with them. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else?
5: No, I, I'll free up the line in case there's any more minutes. Somebody else wants to pop in with them.
0: Well, what part of the country are you in?
5: Uh, I'm in uh, Missouri near Kansas City. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm in uh, in Scott's group. Okay. I'm reading the material on PCM because uh, if anybody in this area pops up again I heard there was a group here before but if they pop up again I'd, I'd like to be available.
0: Well, that'd be good. That'd be great. All right. We'll, we'll see you when we see you.
2: God bless. Just right. right, gone.
0: So, anything else in our last Two three
2: minutes. Yeah, there's a question, and I don't know if we're going to get very far into it. But quickly, it says, retired three years ago, received the lump sum distribution, not collecting Social Security. How do I go about engaging in work Well, I will receive 100% benefit of my labor, untaxable, without engaging in commerce income, which is taxable? That's a good three-minute question,
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) We could get that in three minutes, can't we? Read the free church report. (laughs) And and including the footnotes.
2: (laughs) I will say that he has gotten a lot of suggestions from the chat room itself.
0: Oh, I shudder to think. (laughs) Was it good suggestions,
2: or...? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. He's he's liking them. I didn't read them all, but
0: that you know we go i believe that there is a, you know Christ was showing a, a nation of people how to be free in a roman type government we're in a roman type government today the same things that he was doing apply we have marched through the statutes and found that there's still a pathway through the labyrinth uh, but you have to follow that path we call it the path of Christ the way in, in order to take advantage of it But it it will not be without difficulties. But uh, the Pre-Church Report, uh, Kingdom Come, we are where those answers are found. And I hear the music. And so we'll join us at three uh, specific times. Find out on the network where we're going to be and we'll we'll hear us there. Thanks, Paul. Thank you.